Okay, so I've just finished recording this show, and I have only just realised that I have been referring to this episode as episode 17 for the entirety of the show, when it is in fact episode 18. So please do ignore any reference to show number, but please do not ignore anything else. Thank you very much, and apologies for that, and I hope you enjoy episode 18 of the Go Beyond podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever it is at whatever time you are strapping in to listen to this episode of the Go Beyond podcast. This is episode number 17, and today I will be talking about easy diet hacks for a healthier and more productive lifestyle. So, along with sleep and movement, what we eat is one of the greatest dictator for how we are going to go about everything that we do in our lifestyles, the productivity of our lifestyle, the quality of our work, the way we treat others, the way we feel, and the quality of life that we lead going forward. So, all I want to try and do is go over a few basic errors and try and provide some basic tips. I won't be reinventing the wheel it won't be super sciencey, but hopefully for a majority of people who are tripping up over a few things, it will be helpful. So thank you very much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode of the Go Beyond podcast. Okay, I'm going to come at this kind of chronologically. So when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we're going to do for a lot of people is we're going to eat breakfast. And there was the ultimate tagline that was probably devised to try and help kids eat their food is breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Well, I'm going to go ahead and immediately say that no um, one meal is more important than any other meal. The quality of what we eat and the timing of what and when we eat things is far more important than honing in on one meal in particular. And I also believe that this feeling that breakfast must be had presents us with two problems. One, people rush to have a rubbish breakfast because they'd rather spend an extra 10 minutes in bed than get up and spend an extra 10 minutes making their breakfast. And this leads them to making poor decisions over their breakfast. The other is the sort of guilt associated with not eating breakfast. People think, oh, I skipped breakfast. That is absolutely fine. No one is telling you you must have breakfast. And it is very common nowadays for people to skip breakfast entirely I very frequently don't eat my breakfast in around, until around 10.30am or midday, and this is what is called intermittent fasting, or eating within a window of hours that best suits you. Now, I do that on days that works best for me, but I do it frequently, and I don't get hung up over it. If I tell myself I'm not eating until midday, and I'm ravenous and falling out of energy by 11am, I'll eat. If I tell myself I'm not eating by 10.30am, but then I'm in a roll of my work, or I need to shoot and do something else, and I'm fine... I may not eat until 12 or 1 o'clock. It, I don't put set guidelines on it. It's amazing if you just listen to your body and let it do what it wants to do, the things it will tell you in response. With that, breakfast. How can you have a better breakfast? Well, I don't know about you guys, but every day before I go to bed, I will put out my outfit for the day. I will know exactly what I'm going to wear the next day. That just saves time and it sort of means that the next morning it's one less decision I have to make and it's one way I can attack the day immediately. If you're going to go as far as planning what you're going to wear, why not plan what you're going to eat? So ask yourself, do you know what you're having for breakfast tomorrow morning? Because 
It's all about decision making. The less decisions that we have to make about these things, the easier it is because it's easier to make a load of good decisions in advance ahead of time than it is spot check last minute when you're feeling tired or feeling short of time. So do you know what you're going to eat for breakfast tomorrow? Ask yourself that. Do you know what's in the fridge? Do you know what's available? Do you know what time you're waking up? Do you know what what time your morning meeting is? What is required of you tomorrow? Are you working out in the morning? Are you sitting down until midday? Start to think of a plan as to what breakfast would best suit you or whether having no breakfast at all would suit you. And if you have that no breakfast, don't look at it as, oh no, I skipped the most important meal of the day. Just say, hey, I'm giving my body a break from having to digest food and I'm getting all the amazing health benefits that come with doing a bit of intermittent fasting now and again. On top of that, what should your breakfast look like? Again, this is um, individual, but for me, I love starting my day with fats and proteins. I do not like starting my day with a big carbohydrate kick. So I know a lot of people who love to start the day with oatmeal, porridge or anything like that. And they say that that works for them. Well, for me, if I eat that 90 minutes later, two hours later, I'm ravenous. I need to reach for something else again. Whereas if I start my day with some green vegetables, some fats and some proteins, I can then burn that energy off for four, five hours at least, including a workout, including doing everything I need to do. So for me, that is what works. I do not spike my insulin levels. I have no sort of bad response to it and I can function with clarity for the next, you know, part of my day. So that is what breakfast looks like for me. Let's then move this on to what sort of happens after breakfast. Let's talk about what we drink. I think a lot of people will start their day with a coffee or a tea, breakfast tea, and what they decide to have, what you decide to have for that coffee, for that tea, is another decision you have to make. Do you want to add a teaspoon of sugar, two teaspoons of sugar to that drink? Do you want to have that surge of energy for then that crash? Are those calories doing anything? Are they benefiting your day? Are they benefiting your output and your productivity? And are they going to be good for your health, short term or long term? Do you really need it? Ask yourself, if you have to add sugar to a drink, is that drink really the drink that you are after? Is that drink of good quality? Also, if you're someone who drinks three or four coffees a day or three or four milky teas a day, Ask yourself how many calories you're consuming by consuming that milk. And don't sip around that by saying, I'll have skinny milk, skinny this, skinny that, because the skimmed milk is full of rubbish. It's full of dross. If you're going to drink milk, drink the real stuff, drink the organic, the full fat stuff. But like I said, if you are someone who drinks multiple coffees or multiple hot drinks a day, do you need to add sugar? Do you need to add milk? Because you are adding, for the most part, a lot of empty calories and calories that aren't going to help you sustain energy and make you better throughout that day so make smart decisions with what you drink this also includes sugary drinks such as your ribenas your carbonated soda drinks no anything that sort of hits ticks those boxes those are completely unnecessary calories and they are not good for your health they are full of sugar they are full of all sorts of other terrible ingredients i've gone through this multiple times already and if you want to have a little bit more of a scientific explanation for why some of these drinks are bad for you hop back to the previous episode and listen to that where i break down the topic in a lot more detail but like i said today is not about the science but do you need those calories in your day and also ask yourself what are the more enjoyable calories to consume what is the most enjoyable way to consume your nutrients in your day is it in a starbucks plastic cup or a tin of coke or is it sat down with friends eating a nice meal Is it enjoying the food that you have created, you have cooked, or going out for dinner? Because for me, those are far more enjoyable. And if I'm looking at my my calorie expenditure and my sort of 
amount of carbs I can eat every day, the amount of fats, the amount of proteins, I would rather spend those on things that make me feel awesome and with people who make me feel awesome and enjoy the whole thing rather than just sinking mindless calories and mindless sugar lumps through a straw, through a coffee cup or whatever. So making smart decisions about what you drink is key. Do not drink your calories. Another additional calorie source that I see a lot of people using and an easy mistake to trip up on, because these things do add up, they may seem petty when I talk about them, but they do add up, is sauces, table sauces. What are you adding to your food? Because again, you are adding things that perhaps aren't going to play much of a role in you being effective in your day. Are they going to make you more productive? Are they going to make you more effective? Are they going to improve your lifestyle? Perhaps adding something like olive oil to a salad or to your meal, yes, this can play a part in making you more productive. There's plenty of good fats in that, and that can provide you with good energy, and therefore, bang, I'm more productive. But are you just chucking loads of ketchup on? Are you chucking loads of brown sauce, uh, loads of sriracha? These things are difficult to control. It's difficult to just put a little bit of ketchup on your meal. It's difficult just to put a little bit of hot sauce. You know, so whilst they might not look so bad on paper when you look at the bottle and what's in there, these things add up when you start putting 25 mils of them into your meal. They're also really difficult to say no to once you've had a little bit. So my advice for this is if you are going to use a table sauce, a condiment of anything, use it and put it away. If you're at home and you're using your ketchup, put it on your food and then put it back in the fridge. Make it a conscious decision to have to go back and get more. If you leave it on the table, you can subconsciously add it and lose track of what you are doing. Make sure you have to make the decision to go back and get more. And on that, don't just leave the condiments on the table at all times. Make sure they are in the cupboard or in the fridge. That way, again, you have to make a decision to use them. This goes back to the sort of decisions that I was talking about right at the beginning. We want to eliminate poor decisions and we want to make as many of our decisions ahead of time as possible so that we are doing right by ourselves. On that, in terms of good decisions, bad decisions, I go by a, a theory of if it's not in the house, it's not in my mouth. I eat a very healthy diet. However, I, like anybody, find it just as hard to ignore a big packet of chocolates, crisps, whatever it is, whatever your, your tipple is. I find it just as hard as the next person, but what I do is I try not to buy it. And in the most part, 99% of the time, I don't. So you will never find that sort of stuff in my house. So therefore, when I, uh, when I get my evening cravings, when the, the snacker in me starts roaming the house and opening the fridge door five times, jumping in and out of the cupboard non-stop, I won't find anything that that little devil inside me is looking for. And that will in turn lead to me feeling better and being more effective. So if it's not in the house, it's not in your mouth. It is easy to make the decision not to buy things. If you buy it all and put it in your house, you then have to make the decision not to have it over and over and over again. You are making more decisions in that way. So just don't buy it in the first place. And I guess a side note of that would be have the correct foods available. I'm not saying you shouldn't snack. I'm not saying you have to starve yourself of any pleasure, of any mouth pleasure, anything like that. Buy the correct things. Decide, I'm going to go to the supermarket and I'm going to do a really healthy shop. I'm going to buy this, this, this. And if you are someone who really struggles to do that, write a shopping list. Be old fashioned. Do it in that manner. Have a plan. So you know that when you are hungry at night and when you are having a dinner, the things you're going to open your fridge door for, the things you're going to open your cupboard door for, are things that are going to make you better. And I mentioned at the beginning of the show about planning your breakfast. Well, this goes 
even further, do you know what you're having for lunch? Do you know what you're having for dinner? Making those decisions ahead of time will make it far easier for you to make good decisions at the present time. One or two other things. You hear a lot of people preaching the benefits of preparing your food ahead of time. So cooking double and then taking that food for work the next day. Tupperwares. And that is fantastic advice, but actioning it is slightly different. It is an amazing way of controlling what you're eating if you decide to cook as much of your food as possible. That way you'd know exactly what's going in. You are in control. And if you have cooked extra and you know what you're having for lunch tomorrow and you know what you're having for dinner the next day, your decisions have been made for you, you're in control, all amazing stuff. But the difficulty comes when portion controlling your Tupperware. So my advice is if you are someone who is going to cook extra to then Tupperware their food, once you've finished cooking, before you plate up your food for dinner, lunch, whatever it is, put the food, the other half, the other portion, two portions, whatever it is, put that in the Tupperware first. This way, when you then go and serve your plate up, when you finish that plate, you aren't tempted to walk back over to the stove and start scoffing more of what you're meant to be having tomorrow. And then you end up with this dilemma of, oh, actually, there's only sort of half a portion there now. Maybe I should just have that now, and then I can just get lunch out tomorrow. I've done it. You've done it, probably. Don't allow it to be the case. Fill the Tupperware first, throw it in the fridge, then enjoy your meal. Another uh, small hack, small tip, is if you are someone, again, who really struggles with your sweet tooth, so if you're someone who loves to eat and then you sit down on the sofa or you sit down back at your desk and you're like, man, that meal was healthy, but but wouldn't some sugar be awesome right now? Wouldn't some dessert be awesome right now? Have a plan for after your meal. If it is dinner, have a plan to go and do something. If it is at work and you're having your lunch, go for a walk afterwards. Because I bet you, if you can wait 20 minutes after eating, your satiety will drop for things like the dessert. You know, you will realise... I am actually full from eating. That has completely satisfied my needs and now I have energy to go and crack on with the rest of my day. There is a short window between consuming your food and realising you are satisfied. You must see that window out before fully understanding whether you have eaten or not eaten enough. Then you're in the position to make a far better decision as to what to do next. Okay, that's all I'm going to cover today. It's uh, it's very simple episode, but hopefully with some actionable tips for people who are just stumbling over a few bits and pieces. There is no excuses when it comes to your diet. You are in control of what you eat. Only you can throw it inside your mouth and start chewing on it. You are in control. Um, so as soon as you realise that, as soon as you take on the responsibility to eat properly, take on responsibility for the way that you feel, your energy, your productivity, everything that is all within your control. As soon as you take responsibility for that rather than pointing fingers and um, thinking of other ways to get around it, the better. Because you will see that if you can stick with it, if you can do right by your body, you will feel the benefits 100%. There is no way to argue it. It is all there. It is science-backed. Just go ahead. Take responsibility. Do what's right by your body. Sleep well, eat well, and move. And see how much better a lifestyle you can live and how much more productive you can be thank you very much for listening and before you go please do go head over to www.vivolife.co.uk and check out our show sponsor vivo life who make a wide range of amazing plant-based products for helping you to live effectively and have a productive and healthy lifestyle so things that we've spoken about today they can help you do that with all their products and if you go to the checkout you can use the code go beyond 10 that is the number 10 go beyond 10 you get a nice discount on all of their lovely products 
Thank you very much. Have a healthy and happy day, and I hope to catch you all soon. Cheers. Cheers.